Welcome back to Beyond the RX Counter. My name is Kayla, and today I have with me Sydney, Julia, and Nicole. Welcome back, everybody. So last time I know we had a preceptor episode. We're kind of back with our what are we doing in our appies format today. And as of the day we're recording this, it is the end of August. We are basically done with our August rotation. So yeah. where's everybody been? I've been off this month. Nice. How yeah. is that? How's that going for you? Well, the first two weeks I got my wisdom tooth out. So that kind of put a damper on things. But I've just been hanging out, you know, prepping my CV for stuff. Because your because fellowship timelines Soon, coming up quick, like right, right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so remind us, what's the timeline on that? Well, every program has like different due dates, um, oh. but a lot of them open up at like the end of September. That is really soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no stress though, right? No stress at all. Okay, great. <laughs> How about you, Nicole? I've been um, on my HHS rotation, which is kind of like um, the generalist rotation, and I'm on my first month of my block, so I've been really enjoying that. And for some of the younger students who might be listening to this, what's a block? Have we done this before? I don't think so. Okay. I think it would be good to go over it. Apologies if we've done it before, but Nicole, what's a block? <laughs> So a block is when you have like usually three or four rotations at the same hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it kind of gives you like some continuity. You get to learn like their um, electronic medical record system better and things like that. Do I have to do a block? Definitely not. I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> I would. I would. The advice given to me was, if you wanted to do a residency, a block is a really good step in that direction because of that continuity. You're not relearning a whole system again. You build relationships with the people in that hospital. Um, yeah, I feel like so much of your first month at a new institution is like learning, learning. the system, <laughs> learning how how pharmacy interacts on healthcare teams, because that's different at every institution. You know, do they round? Do they give recommendations in person versus virtually? I feel like it's just completely different depending on where you go. So yeah, I think a block is super helpful because you're already kind of in the workflow and you just keep going to different specialties. Yeah, I think the biggest misconception that I had was a block was like months in a row. I thought that too. And I, I'm lucky that I, so I'm doing four months at a block or at one hospital and I had one month in May and then I have three months coming up and I did request the months to be together. So like, I'm lucky in that sense, but I, I, I had assumed block meant three months block in a right. row so um that was new yeah. <laughs> for me. my block was also like one random month and then I have two months together mm-hmm. yeah same here have you so what's your has been your first month of the block how's it going um I've honestly really enjoyed it I've been on rounds with um social work and case management and it's been so cool to work with them because like in interprofessional events in school, we've learned how much they've done, but even just seeing that in person and seeing how that impact is, especially for continuity of care, mm-hmm. um, 
when it comes to complex patients is just really neat and having that time also with hospitalists and part of the interprofessional team. So I've honestly really loved this rotation and I kind of sad that it's coming to an end in a couple days. Yeah. Do you round every day or yeah. is it like what's a day to day? Yes. So my day to day is usually um, it, it kind of varied because I've had three different preceptors on this rotation. So for the first two weeks, we rounded um, for a really short amount of time. They were very quick rounds. Um, this second set uh, or this like last set uh, that I've been on has been um, like longer rounds. Um, and so that's where I feel like I've had more time to really get to work up the patients and everything. And I think I just feel more comfortable with working up patients at this point in my rotation that I did earlier. And then I also spent three days at an outpatient infusion clinic um, because a lot of my rotation this month has been um, kind of oncology light. It's been a little bit of oncology, but that's not really the main focus of the patients. It's more um, kind of patients with cancer who are there for other things. Exactly. <laughs> so that was a really neat uh, aspect to see too. I got to see uh, shadow in an IV room and see a nurse open a port and I have actually really wanted to see that and I haven't seen that yet it was it was actually really cool um I didn't really know what to expect but it was a good experience so. <laughs> what about you Julia where are you at yeah I'm teaching this month which I do enjoy um I think that something I didn't realize is how exhausting it is because you just have all of this time like put into the lectures and then you get up in front of the class and it, you're very present in the moment and it just takes a lot out of you. So at the end of the day, I sleep like a baby, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, it's been a very rewarding month and I've learned a lot and it makes you kind of like realize the philosophy of why you did what you did <laughs> in school. Um, so I enjoy that. I, I'm tired. I do <laughs> wish I can say I think I feel that way with all of my months it's like right when you start to feel comfortable you leave. whiplash yeah <laughs> um I'm packing up right now this weekend and heading out to my block so packing up for the next couple months so it's kind of bittersweet right now do you think you want to teach in the future great question <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I I could see my I don't think necessarily I would love to be a full-time teacher but I think being a teacher in like the preceptor type setting or being like a guest lecturer I could definitely see um I think that like my heart is with clinical Sydney why are you laughing at me <laughs> no it's not you I was gonna say if there's background noise in this recording uh more than usual I have an ice maker that's going and so randomly it'll just start dropping ice. ice and I just realized that I didn't turn that off before we started recording okay. so I was cringing at each drop of ice in the background of you talking please continue <laughs> <laughs> no it's totally fine um yeah no I I think teaching is fun I would love to be a guest teacher guest lecturer and definitely a preceptor that's yeah. where I'm at with that that's exciting um, I want to go back super quick to hospital because I don't feel like we've talked about what rounds look like. And I know that that was something when I first started, everyone talk, would talk about like, oh yeah, you go on rounds, you work up patients. And I had no idea what that was. And I feel like I can't be the only one who didn't know what that was. So do you want to like... go into that a little bit? 
Um, I can go into it this a little is, this bit. This is open ended. I'm sure everybody's has done a little it. bit of a better or like a little bit more rounding. Yeah, this is okay. an open question. So, um, I was at the same hospital that Nicole's at, and the way we did rounds was we did table rounds. So, every morning I would work up like 14 patients. So when you say work up, yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, so, right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, <that> <laughs> Uh, you sort of have your own little process. You kind of develop your own process for working up patients as you go. But basically, you're just doing like sort of a comprehensive chart review uh, to make sure that the patient's therapies are optimized, that their lab values are good, that uh, the dosing is where it should be. There's like, drug interactions. Was there any changes overnight? Because, you know, yeah. hospitalized patients, they're in such an acute setting that things can completely change in their treatment plan one day to another so you can't assume that everything about the patient is exactly the same which was nice on this rotation because I I actually for the first time got to like follow patients along Mm -hmm. whereas like it was like really overwhelming at first to work up so many patients at once but then once you sort of learn the patients then you have the same patients for a couple days and then they change and then Mm -hmm. it's sort of more of like an ebb and flow thing so that was really nice and then um Before we go on rounds, I would go over my patients with my preceptor and any recommendations I had to like change their therapies, I would talk over with him. And then during rounds, I would recommend those changes to the attending physician. And like I said, our rounds are table rounds, but um, in the room was an attending physician, case managers, which are nurses, and then social work. And that also completely depends on the service that you're on. So within the same hospital, there might be um, different numbers of providers in the room. Um, It varies hospital to hospital. So that's also something that, you know, even if you're doing rounds on multiple rotations, they can look different every single time. Yeah, exactly. What were some of the biggest interventions that you felt like you were able to kind of make? Or what were things that you looked at? I feel like the most common interventions I made were like, putting stop dates on antibiotics, um, stopping fluids because like people just forget to stop the fluids and then patients become fluid overloaded and that's a whole different problem. So um, I changed a couple antibiotics. Like obviously when cultures come back, you can change them. Um, Nothing like super huge. Um, When I did a couple med recs, I had a couple that I like needed change. Like patient was on two blood pressure medicines at home, but like wasn't getting both of them in the hospital, that sort of thing. So yeah, but it was my first clinical rotation. So I feel like I was proud of myself for even making interventions at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, absolutely. And I was just asking that because I feel like sometimes those things can really have an impact on patients, even though they might seem like a little bit smaller and they're easier to like catch, especially at the beginning. Like I think a lot of my interventions this month were around restarting home meds and renal dose adjusting medications Mm -hmm. and um, things like that. Also seen, I haven't had a clinical rotation yet but I know I've also seen a lot of electrolyte interventions or like I feel like pharmacists are looking at lab values really closely and you know supplementing potassium if their potassium's getting low or phosphorus or something else um so yeah all those kinds of things and then so I know we talked about table rounds so there are some rounds 
that I feel like you think of most of you think of like your medical TV shows where they're going around to patient rooms and um, the providers will kind of huddle outside, at least from what I've seen, talk over the patient, talk through their care plan, um, providers make the recommendations, and then usually the attending or the physician who's on the rounds will go in, talk to the patient, talk to the family, update them. Um, that's what I've seen. I haven't really done table rounds before. Yeah, I've never done walking rounds. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Michaela, what were you up to this month? So my month was kind of a corporate admin rotation, I would call it. Um, essentially, it's a company that is has contracts with a lot of smaller community hospitals. So more critical access hospitals. So that would be things, I don't know the exact mileage, but um, if there is no other acute inpatient setting X number of miles away, they get critical access hospital status. And it's basically like, we imagine that all of our patients are going to those level one trauma centers, big academic medical centers. Um, but there's the state is so much bigger than just those big hospitals. And there are these really small ones, like 20 bed, I went to one, I think that was 10 beds was a critical access hospital. Um, and so this company essentially hires pharmacy directors. So where your big academic medical centers might have whole teams who do formulary management and um, kind of more of the, the corporate regulatory compliance and compliance with the Joint Commission, compliance with Medicare, uh, CMS standards. Um, you know, your bigger centers have whole teams of people whose jobs are just that, and they kind of help the director of pharmacy make sure that the pharmacy is running in full compliance and cost effectively and all those things. These smaller hospitals don't have those big teams. So the pharmacy directors are in charge of all of it. And that could be really overwhelming. So this company basically supplies the pharmacy directors that work for them with those services to help them run the pharmacy essentially. Um, and so that was a whole different side of hospital pharmacy that I had never really seen. Like even, you know, not the big academic medical centers I'd been to, I've been to slightly smaller hospitals, but these were like, you know, two hours outside of the main city that I didn't know existed. And um, so I think it was really helpful to see that admin end, even if I'm not necessarily interested in admin, I don't think I realized like how much, which sounds really silly, but how much goes into like the actual running of the pharmacy and, mm -hmm. you know, patient care obviously is the top priority, but they're also needing to not waste hundreds of thousands of dollars of drugs. So how do you man how do you balance the financial aspect of pharmacy and healthcare with also providing the best patient care? So like safety, efficacy, and cost and putting that all together in your formulary. So I'm working on drug man uh drug monographs for them to kind of evaluate some of the hospital's formulary items. Um I am putting together a presentation for nursing in services so that their contracted hospitals can do more nursing education. So I'm doing one on ischemic stroke treatment and kind of some new off-label options. We're talking about um, 
more hospitals going to use tenecteplase instead of alteplase. Um, so kind of going into that, kind of learning about that. And then we kind of just, my day-to-day, so like, I would say it was probably 50-50 work from home project days. And then the rest of the time we were going to different site visits. So I got to sit in on PNT meetings, which is pharmacy and therapeutics, which essentially is a meeting in a, you know, either monthly basis or quarterly basis where they go through any updates to formularies, drug shortage issues, um, quality improvement issues. It kind of, this also varies institution to institution, how they do it. Um, so I got to see a couple of those. I spent a couple of days at a behavioral health hospital and I got to see more, yes, admin side, but we also got to do some more clinical things on that side of it. Um, so I feel like it was a really varied experience that I enjoyed a lot. I feel like Appies showed you just how much goes into things that as a student you perceive as very easy. Yeah. And it's very eye-opening. Right. And like, what do you mean? The hot, the, the pharmacy just runs. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you start you to get into like the nitty gritty details of it. And you're like, wow, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to point out, um, I feel like in school, when we talk about hospital pharmacy, completely like 100% associated with that is you have to do a residency, PGY1. That's your way to get a hospital pharmacist position. And I think this month was really helpful to see like how much of a need there is for pharmacy and healthcare in more rural areas. And a lot of these institutions, their their pharmacists are generalists. So most of them are not residency trained. Um, and where a generalist at a big academic medical center might not get to be very specialized because that's what the specialists do. At these smaller hospitals, the pharmacists are generalists and specialists, essentially. You know, they're rounding on all of the patients, um, patients who are there for any kind of disease state they can see and kind of have to have some knowledge of all of it. Um, And, you know, I was talking with my preceptor about options post-graduation and she was very much, I don't know, just talking about how you don't need a residency for a lot of these hospital, these community hospital positions, and that those are, can be really good options for people if you want to do hospital, but you don't necessarily want a residency. Um, So I think it's just kind of weighing out what you want to get out of residency and make sure that you're doing a residency because there is something that you want out of it in the end and not just to do it because you think you have to, to work in a hospital. I know we've talked a lot about our rotations and things like that, Uh, How about we pivot and talk about what we have been doing for fun outside of pharmacy to kind of decompress, relax, anything fun going on in our lives that we can share? Um, I've been going to the gym. Nice. Do you like it? Like is a strong word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's been a while since I've like consistently went to the gym. um, And I wouldn't say that it's consistent yet because it's only been happening for like two weeks. But um, with this being my month off I kind of felt just kind of guilty for just like sitting at home doing nothing essentially even though like I would do small things here and there I just found myself like 
feeling guilty for not getting anything accomplished. So the gym was my way of like sort of at least getting out and doing something that day. So it made me feel better in that aspect. And I think it's good for my overall health, you know. But outside of that, um, I got an Nintendo Switch. And so that's also taking up a lot of my time. (laughs) What games are you playing? Um, Animal Crossing, Mario Kart, Mario, stuff like that. Um, I've been, you know, watching The Bachelorette and listening to all the podcasts associated with it. Um, hot take. I'm not a big fan of the two Bachelorettes because... Oh. Do you? Are you? Um, it's not my favorite season. Okay. I'll say that. But I don't think I don't like it because of the two Bachelorettes. I think I don't love it because of the specific people. Okay, here's my hot take. I just think that the season was marketed as double of everything and I'm getting half of everything. So I don't really get to know the personalities of the different guys who are on there. Also, for our listeners, we've been having Bachelorette watch parties every week. So we're all in the loop. We've all been Mm -hmm. watching together. We bring snacks and we have a great time. Okay. Highly recommend find times schedule it with your friends keep up with everybody because happier like you You really don't see people unless you make time to see people yes so bachelorette night um you know (laughs) my favorite night of the week so yeah I I've been a little bit sad about it I'm very curious to see who will win um I am not the biggest Tino fan for Rachel really like (laughs) uh what's the Zach, <laughs> um, I think he's a really nice guy. Eric for Gabby. Which he has it all planned out. There's a big chance that none of you know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> um, Bachelorette, guys. It's great. Um, <laughs> and then I did a cupcake and canvas thing at the uh, the union <laughs> with Nicole one night. That was cool. That was wellness. That is wellness. <laughs> Well, sounds fun. <laughs> um, I have been trying to get back into yoga. <laughs> I was um at the beginning of Appies, I was a lot better about doing it, and then it kind of fell off. Um, so I've been trying to work on that, and I have kind of like a friend with yoga that tries to keep me accountable, and <laughs> she's been trying. I've not been <laughs> succeeding very well, but um, I definitely enjoy that. And then I've also been rewatching the Vampire Diaries, which oh. is. You know what I've been binging because of your recommendation, Nicole? I've been binging the OC. Really? Yes. I'm on like season two, episode 20 something. There's so many episodes in a season. Uh, Have you guys seen that? No, but I did just binge selling the OC in like two days. (laughs) That's the the selling. It's a selling sunset spinoff. Is that Netflix? Yeah. I think there's like six or seven episodes. I did watch it all. Uh, not proud of that, but <laughs> wellness, you know. I finally hopped on the train and binge watched Stranger Things. Oh, nice! It's amazing. Yeah, love it. And I'm in a musical right now, so newsies, newsies at Columbus Children's Theater. Get your tickets. Wait, could you give us a little like a little no, song? No, I could not. <laughs> a little snippet. Not right now, Julia. Oh <laughs> man, Kayla's a great singer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, no, but that's like kind of I always say in another life I would have gone to school for musical theater so that has been something 
that when I have time, I try to participate in as much as possible. You do a good job of that. It gets, yeah, it gets pretty hard with, you know, work and school and all of those other priorities. But I feel like this year is kind of nice where, you know, once I'm done for the day, I'm kind of done for the day. So it's been a good time to get into that. Um, So that's, you know, there's lots of dancing in that show. So I feel like I'm getting my exercise and getting my sanity of singing a lot of my week. And so that's super fun. I'm really excited about it. We open next month. And yeah, get your get your tickets if you're interested. Columbus Children's Theater. It's gonna be at the Southern Theater downtown. Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Gotta they're telling us to market. So here's me marketing. Um that's also kind of a side hustle I'm getting paid for it so that's people who talk about appies and your year of not having a lot of time to work side hustle you know <laughs> I, <laughs> I have not officially had a side hustle but I recently was like tutoring um someone in high school for math and that really brought a lot of joy to me I could like go back to being a tutor maybe yeah yeah, algebra. I love math. Me too. Nerds. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I am a nerd. Aren't, aren't we all? I'm a nerd. If we're, I'm if we're in pharmacy, yeah. I feel like you gotta be a little um, bit. You know what else? Recent discoveries. Uh, I've been like a shopping, like I love shopping lately, <laughs> but the no money that I have from the no hours of work that I have. But I found fa- we like found some good places, discount fashion warehouse. <laughs> I am obsessed with that place now. They like, Old Navy is making a comeback. Guys. Oh my god, I love my shirt's Old Navy right now. My jeans are Old Navy right now. Old Navy, if you want to sponsor us, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, we've yet to have a sponsor yet. I can't, I can't wait for our first um, Audible. I, I think it might be a hot minute. <laughs> Tell your friends, get our viewership up, leave some five-star reviews. Oh, five-star reviews. Yeah. I think I read it. If somebody stars. gives us a five-star review, we will tell you a secret. <laughs> and what it is, you'll have to leave a review to find out. We can give a shout out. <laughs> um. So where's everyone next month? <laughs> Back to the topic. This has been a bit of a scatterbrained episode, but uh... no. But wellness is important. Wellness is important. Make sure you do things outside of pharmacy that are fun. Do spend time with your friends because time is flying, and we're a third inch of flying. The way I feel like yeah. we have said this every episode, but I mean. I checked my watch right at the beginning when I was saying where we were in the process. And the fact that we are like, I'm starting my next rotation this upcoming week. I know. Isn't that Which is insane. Isn't it crazy that we are genuinely like a third of the way done? This is, it's been the fastest experience. And everybody else already went back to school and we're not there. Yeah. Which has been amazing. (laughs) Like, I love it. (laughs) Power through everybody. Because when you finish that last test it's the greatest feeling in the world it has been a nice change of pace and like to go back to Sydney's point earlier too like I feel like I've had like more free time in the past couple months than I've ever had and (laughs) sorry (laughs) I just choked in my water 
Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> um, I think I've had more free time than I've ever had. And so that also drives me a little bit crazy sometimes. So like, you should occupying. be in a musical. <laughs> I That'll love to be in a musical. <laughs> um, take up your time. You know what my dream musical role would be? Relive it full circle. My first musical was Legally Blonde oh. and I was a Delta New. And so I would fun. love to do that again. I did that in high school too. Yes, that was my freshman high school year musical. Great times. So fun. Kind of related to that. If you guys weren't doing pharmacy right now, what would you be doing? Do you know? Oh, that's a good question. I think I always say I'd be a hairstylist. Oh, we should play the game where we like also all think of like what we, each other would what do. Would I yeah. your hair was looking fire today. Did Thank you get it cut? You did right recently, yeah. yeah. But mostly, I just love curling hair, and I feel like I don't know. I'm on hairstylist TikTok, <laughs> and I love doing hair. Not that I know anything about it, but I could. <laughs> without unicorn i always wanted to own my own coffee shop yeah okay wait let me pitch some can i pitch it to the podcast so who would go to a coffee shop that is pharmacy themed okay you know you need your hustle that's other so you have prescriptions in the back right oh like actual prescription well sure because it's got to be pharmacy right and then you have but then you also sell coffee but you're coffee ordering on like a prescription pad and it would be (laughs) (laughs) okay that sounded like a big no from my see the prescription yes they would they're the ones who are oh they're right they're writing their own prescriptions (laughs) (laughs) like not agree (laughs) that's fair what if you can't read their handwriting like most people (laughs) i can't read my own then they're right in front of you to they're not like dropping it off. Like it's a coffee shop. Anyway, <laughs> I think like that would waste a lot of paper. Yeah, I was just okay. Yeah. It's a theme. In a kiosk. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, own oh, a coffee shop. That's <laughs> really like an apothecary themed like yeah. Shop. That that's would be what cute. I'm saying. That could be cute. I also would love to do like latte art. I want to pick that up as a hobby. I think that would be so fun. I fully support it. (laughs) What about you? I mean, okay, let's say musical theater didn't work out. I very seriously in undergrad almost switched over to music education because I was having my like halfway through undergrad crisis of what if I don't love pharmacy, which I do. So we're good. But I was having that little crisis and I was like, I should just do music. I should do it. I should do music education. And then I shadowed a teacher at a school and I was like, I don't want to teach children. <laughs> and so that that ended that dream. But I feel like you would also make a good music therapist. Ooh. That'd be cool. That actually came up on my Snapchat story today that a year ago today we had music therapy in class. Oh, that was fun. It was fun. I had a great I had a great time. <laughs> I would okay, that's it. I would do music therapy. That's really cool. I feel like as a child, I would tell you fashion designer, (laughs) but I don't, I, that's such a good question. I don't know what I would do. I feel like I would like to be like something artsy, like either like in marketing, I would like to do. I found like, I really do love marketing or I would love to be like an interior designer. 
Or like, or I could like be similar to the people on the home edit and just like clean and organize things. Yeah, I could see doing that. Yeah, maybe that that's like I could join the home edit. Team. Or what's the when uh realtor companies staging. staging? You could do staging. That could be really cool. Yeah, I I do like organizing too, and like cleaning, which is like weird. I guess it's like more so my thing. Efficiency in your soul, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of OCD. So like when I like complete something that like takes a long time and it looks nice, it's so satisfying. She be a home organizer. I would love like to like peek into the future in five years and take a look at my nice kitchen <laughs> and look at all the labeled containers. <laughs> <laughs> would you do it for me? I would do it for you. Um, my closet, I guess, is is color organized and not season organized, but it is color organized. So I guess there is that in me. And I I also bought all the same hangers, so they all look the same. <laughs> I love that. Um, that is a life goal of mine to have all the same hangers in my closet. <laughs> yeah, I I do. Right now they're not. I don't know if I'll ever accomplish that. <laughs> I'm very particular, and it's just me. And I'm okay with that. I could see myself being a therapist. You would be a really good therapist. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like I've told you that before. You have. And that's what I was thinking about. And it caught me off guard when you told me that because I was like, there's no way. Like, my mom would tell me I'd be a horrible therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm good about like staying neutral, but like, I don't know, still showing empathy. I don't know. I agree. I could see myself doing that, but yeah, not in this lifetime. Fair enough. Um, so I guess to wrap things up, let's just real quick. Where are we next month? What are you prepping? Um, I will be in a neurology clinic, my Ooh. ambulatory care rotation. So I'm prepping for epilepsy and headaches. That's what my preceptor told me to review. Ooh. Um, I'm really excited for it. I don't have any ambulatory care experience, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I think this is a really unique AM care experience that a lot of students don't get to see. So I'm excited that it's not cardio, to be quite <laughs> frank. Really? Yeah, I I do not like cardio. I know that's a hot take. But... <laughs> I mean, no. it's not my favorite. <laughs> I think epilepsy was really cool when we learned about it. Yeah. I love the neurology stuff. Yeah. Shout out Dr. McCauley. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He is our like biggest supporter. I know. <laughs> I love him, dude. Um, I will be doing an an ambulatory care rotation that is focused in primary care. So lots of hypertension, lots of diabetes. So I need to review those. Have I not quite not quite yet. there's time a couple days <laughs> yeah um a great app called girls p-y-r-l-s and i got it through my apha membership and um basically they have quick guides for some of the most common disease states and i have found it extremely helpful to look at so i'm going to be using that to review do you know, can you purchase it if you're not an APHA member? Yeah, I think it's a subscription, but I don't think it's super expensive. Um, I know it's a subscription, though, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, I really like that. 
That's cool. I didn't know that. Sponsor us. (laughs) Sponsor us. (laughs) And Nicole, you kind of mentioned it, right? Were you our next one? Um, maybe a little bit. So I'm going to be doing my second month of my block and it'll be in critical care. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. That was one of the rotations, I think on our first episode that I had said I was most excited about. So I'll be, um, looking at sepsis, hemodynamics and antibiotics. To kind of oh yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's very exciting. I'm jealous. Where are you, Kayla? Um, I have my first clinical rotation in pediatrics, which I am very genuinely scared for a little bit. Um, I'm really excited because I've just heard great things about this rotation and I'm really excited to get to do rounding, um, you know, working up patients, following them, all that stuff. But Yeah, I'm definitely nervous because I don't feel like I that was a big strength of mine. So I will definitely be doing some research. I know pharmacokinetics of pediatrics is super different. So going back through those lectures, um, maybe looking at some antibiotic dosing. I know it's kind of pulmonary focused. So kind of going over those disease states for pediatric population. so I'm I'm sure I'm gonna learn a ton. And I am very excited for it. I think I'm just nervous. Nervous. But I'm I'm really excited to do clinical stuff now. Yeah. Well, this has been a great episode. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to our member who's not here, Zach. He was not feeling well today, so he couldn't make it. And we really need him to help keep us on track <laughs> on the topic. So we he, he, he will be back in our next episode. So if you're here for Zach, then he'll be back next time. And a reminder, if you leave us a five-star review, we will tell you a secret. <laughs> <laughs> That's a promise. <laughs> you can write in your review what kind of secret you want to spill. Because... Or if there's, you know... More practical things. If there's any topics you want us to cover. For every five-star review we'll get, at least in the beginning here, we will give a helpful tip. Okay, that's good. I'll still tell you a secret. <laughs> <laughs> like, not spicy. Not spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be spicy.